What is up and welcome to the TriStar Takedown. Took a week off, but we're back. What episode are we on, Jake Nichols? I know you know. I believe this is eight. This is eight. This is week five of the college football season. Episode eight of the TriStar Takedown. And the Tigers are coming off another big win over the Navy Midshipmen. Jake, how does it, how is it going, my guy? Uh, it's going well. Um, you know, had a couple of um, high school football games going lately. Um, got a big family event this weekend. Got a lot of fun with my cousin's wedding coming up. And Tennessee is on a bye week, which means that I have to watch something that makes me want to tear my eyes out. Yeah. So I heard that Tennessee is a 15-point underdog to the bye week this week. Can you confirm? Um, actually, I think it was more like 18. I think that they were lowballing there. But, um, yes, I can confirm that they're underdog to the bye week. I would, right now, Tennessee has a chance of coming out of the bye week with a win, as Jeremy Pruitt does uh, throwing long in the next seven to nine days. So. so let's talk about the Tennessee Volunteers, and then we'll get into Vandy, MTSU, and then lastly we'll finish up with the Tigers. Uh, it's got to be a quick show because you got to go to a wedding reception tonight. I think that's what you said, or wedding rehearsal dinner or something of that nature. It's bi week, so you guys scheduled a wedding, so that's awesome. Um, so let's talk about the balls. You guys went down to Florida. You literally did not look good. Like Tennessee did not look good whatsoever. Talk about that. Is Jared Gantano the quarterback? Is there a quarterback change? What's the situation there in Knoxville? Well, right now, all I've heard is that Jeremy Pruitt has said there has been a change in the distribution of reps for quarterbacks. Not that there has been a change. But that there's the distribution where interpret in Maurer is now getting the same amount more um, reps and time and practice as JG. And he should, from what I saw last week, you know, neither North Trout played very well against UT Chattanooga. I'll admit that readily. And Garantano had a fantastic game against the Mocs. Should against the team of their caliber. But against Florida, Garantano played horribly. And just the horrible lack of execution on both his and the receiver's part. And, and then Maurer came in and, you know, not a whole lot of improvement. The first couple drives, you could see some positivity. You could see a little bit of hope. And, you know, from people I've talked to around the fan base, whenever Maurer came in for those two or three series to start the second half, the first thing most people know, you know, half the people around him were asleep considering the score, and people were kind of, hey, Maurer's in. You know, Maurer's starting the second half. People are kind of starting to wake up. What's going on? This tennis with a change under center. And so it at least a little bit of a spark. Um, from my point of view. And, you know, I think that Jeremy Pruitt needs to ride that, needs to ride that spark, 
going to next schedule that he has because looking at this, you know, Mitch, we've both talked about it, but you know, um, this week got the Georgia Bulldogs coming to town on with is probably not going to turn out very well. Then after that, that then Alabama, South Carolina before finishing off with UAB, Kentucky, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. So really uh, four games for that right now we can probably all of those off and maybe not count on a win until UAB if that. So right now not not looking very good. So from the Florida game I got the impression that Jeremy needs to actually if not for the chance at bowl eligibility then at least just to play the long game in terms of his quarterbacks and in terms of salvaging his career at Tennessee right now because it is down the drain we're talking about the possibility in week five weeks of his second season possibility of the ass down from Philip Fulmer's royal throne and taking over as head coach. You know, and, and here's so, the thing, and I have to ask you about that Philip Fulmer thing. Is any of that stuff true? Like, is that actually legitimately going on on Rocky Top where Philip Fulmer is putting in the works to be the, to take over as head coach around November? I don't think that it's true. But I do think that some of the rumors surrounding that could be construed as legitimate with the issues around, you know, the hiring of John Curry and coaches to Tennessee that I have not heard anything confirmed, but I could see the former having a hand in those not that I think he would from the times I've met him he's extremely nice um loves the University of Tennessee and the state of Tennessee and is just a generally very respectful guy very kind you know just talk um but based on how the university treated him back in 2008 where he was fired I would not it past anyone to see some of the behavior around that to be construed as true, but I do not think that the part about him actually, you know, about the head coaching part being true. I don't think that he is going to, you know, see at any point. I think with if Tennessee goes one and eleven, I don't think even at that point. Obviously, at that point, we might see a coaching change, but. I don't think that it would be in the form of Philip Fulmer stepping down and saying, okay, I've seen enough. I'm taking, you know, taking the reins. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen in the slightest. See, and, and my and thing is, and before we jump down to Vanderbilt, my thing is I think you need to give a coach of football at least four years to get his recruits in. You know, I mean, because Jeremy right. Pruitt's only in his second year, and we've talked right. about this, right. you know, a lot on this and a lot on the show, and it's like Jeremy Pruitt is asking right. people to give that opportunity to be able to – recruit his guys, get his guys in there, and get his system in play because Butch Jones and the other coaches before him left him with a complete mess. So my thing is let the guy have four years. Fans are ticked off, but you know what? Continue to support, continue to, you know, go out there and be Tennessee football. You know, whether that's 
two and ten, six six and six, seven and five, whatever it is, continue to support this team because Jeremy Pruitt at least deserves four years just because, I mean, you guys had ten coaches that turned you down. But heading down to the Nashville, Vanderbilt. We're not going to talk about MTSU because MTSU is in the same boat. We're going to try to stay positive. We've got to talk about the SEC school here. Vanderbilt is at home against Northern Illinois, seeking their first win of the season. They are a, looks like a six and a half point favorite against Northern Illinois off there in Nashville. What do you expect from the Commodores on Saturday? I expect them to come out ready to go a lot more than they did against LSU. That is for sure. Let's uh, um, let's talk a little bit I about this Vanderbilt it. team. Do you think that their season is over pretty much like Tennessee's, or do you think they still have a shot at 6-6? Six and six? Um, I, right now, am not going to give them a shot at 6-6. Six and six. Looking at the schedule that they have coming, um, you know, and, and, and UNLV, I might put as a as a, but the rest of them, I'm gonna have to go ahead and write off losses except for each. So, uh, Northern Illinois, yes, UNLV, which again, kind of mark that as a loss. South Carolina, that is a loss, obviously, a loss. But if, if, uh, okay, actually, let me comment on that one for a second. If Vanderbilt and Florida came then Vanderbilt is, again, going to kick the absolute living you-know-what out of it. So then Kentucky played against Vanderbilt. I'm going to give that as a win to the Kane. I like that. I'm going to – I said earlier in the season that Tennessee would pull it off against Vandy this year. For the first, I'm going to take that back. I think I think Vanderbilt gets it done against like the Bulls again. For me, with Vanderbilt, I like the game at Ole Miss as a win. Ole Miss is not really a whole lot this year. Uh, UNLV and Vanderbilt, I like Vanderbilt in that game just because it's at home. There's three wins because Northern Illinois is going to be a win this week. Uh, Kentucky, that'll possibly be five wins just because uh, with Sawyer Smith. Kentucky's got a lot of question marks. We saw that against Florida. Saw that last week against Mississippi State. Uh, ETSU, possibly six wins right there. Tennessee, possibly seven. So I think Vanderbilt still has a legitimate pathway to six to seven wins. I think if, you know, if they can get a win over UNLV or Ole Miss, I think that kind of sets them up, you know, with uh, ETSU, Tennessee, you know, you got those games at home, UNLV, at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is really not a whole lot. So you win these next three games, and then, you know, you pull off an upset of Kentucky or South Carolina. You pull an off upset there, and, of course, you beat ETSU and Vanderbilt. I mean, at Tennessee, then you're going to a bowl game at six wins, seven wins there for the Commodores. Right. And I think, you know, and we, and we talked about this a little bit before the season – you look at Vanderbilt's schedule. They got through the toughest part of their schedule. I mean, they put up 38 points against a very good LSU team, uh, put up 24 against a very good Purdue team. You know, and so they have the potential. It's just a matter of finishing with Derek Mason's team. But I love how the schedule lines up. I still got the Commodores to go six or seven wins. 
uh, with pulling an upset out of there. So let's go down to the city of Memphis. I know from an outsider's standpoint, you're probably tired of hearing about the Tigers and how great they are. I mean, Memphis Madness is Thursday night. We'll talk about that. Actually, let's talk about Memphis Madness first. I'm going to drop a couple of information things out there for our Tiger fans that listen. So Memphis Madness is next Thursday, 7 o'clock start time with the blue carpet starting at 5 o'clock, I think, is what Memphis said last night. Um, they're going to have a lot of great musical acts. They said that they're going to have somebody that they didn't have last year, which leads people to speculate, you know, maybe, hey, what if that's, uh, you know, Justin Timberlake or Drake or somebody of that nature. I think out of the best odds, because if you look at um, Justin Timberlake's tour dates, he does not have anything at all next week. And so it only makes sense for JT to make an appearance and do something maybe with Yo Gotti, Al Capone, uh, Moneybag, Money yeah, Moneybag Yo, um, any of those Memphis rappers. I, Memphis Madness is going to be a lot of fun this year, especially with the talented recruiting class that Penny Hardaway has brought in. So Tiger fans, sit back, enjoy, get out to the Memphis Madness next Thursday night. I think it's almost actually sold out. I think, it's, I think there's only like two rows at the very top that are uh, still empty, but everything else is pretty sold out. So it should be a Really, really fun environment there at Memphis Madness. I know Tennessee, when do you guys have your Midnight Madness? Because I know the excitement level around Tennessee basketball this year is is pretty heavy. I do know that Tennessee's probably going to be down with losing Admiral Schofield and Grant, and Grant Williams and Jordan Bone. But I think Tennessee should be in a rebuilding year, but it should be a really fun year for Tennessee basketball fans. Uh, yeah. October 4th, so just a week away, and I'm – telling you right now it cannot come any soon for everyone around here <laughs> i hear you man let's talk about a little bit of tiger football before we wrap up i know you got you got to go pick up your grandmother and do some wedding fun things that come along with uh wedding stuff hey by the way email yeah, just woo. came through through uh memphis and the old miss basketball game is now slated for a noon tip-off there at the FedEx Forum on November 23rd. So any Tiger fans looking to go out to that game, that kickoff is, or that tip-off will be November 23rd at 11 a.m. That same day, the Tigers play at South Florida. So hopefully that South Florida game will be a 2.30 or later kickoff for Tiger fans to pull the doubleheader and watch on TV South Florida from uh, lovely Tampa. And then, of course, get out to the game against Ole Miss and hopefully sweep the Rebels this year in all the respected sports the Tigers and Rebels have played. So let's talk a little Tiger football. Jake, what are your thoughts? I know you were watching the game against Navy last night before I get into more of the in-depth stuff looking at the Brady White, looking at the defense with the Tiger. You know, I really thought that in the second half, I was very impressed with the Memphis the way they were able to shut down that Navy offense because, you know, in in that first half, Navy played, they outgained Memphis. I believe it was like, uh, I tweeted the, the total yardage from the first half, but I believe it was, yeah, 292. So Navy had 292 total yards of offense through the first half, almost 300. Memphis, only with roughly a hundred total yards of offense, only down six half for the Tigers. That was what impressed me most 
after the first few minutes of play. But man, in that second half, you on the head just went off. Um, those last couple throws he made were absolute. Offered for a touchdown, and just man, they—I mean, what can you say? They've got speed all over the field, and they showed it. I think one of the things that really stood out for me, especially, in the, I mean, because everybody wanted to give crap to Brady White. I mean, Brady White, looking at these, looking at the stat line for the final stat, Brady White was 14 for 18, 196 yards and three touchdowns. You can't get better than that. I mean, you really can't with Brady White. Right. And then you had I mean, Kenny yeah, Gainwell. 14 attempts on 104 yards on the ground, one touchdown. You know, and I know that Brady White, let's go back to Brady White. I know Brady White threw some pretty bad passes. But, I mean, overall, when you look at 196 yards, three touchdowns, 14 for 18, completing a lot of those little bubble screens, I mean, you really, really cannot give him enough credit because that was just, I mean, that's just a phenomenal game. And then you go down to, you know, to close out the second half, Memphis had that big kickoff return by Gabriel Rogers. I mean, that right there changed the complete momentum of the entire game. You know, and heading into the second half, I mean, for Memphis to put up the numbers, I mean, they outscored Navy in the second half 21-3 to with that field goal coming late in the fourth quarter for the Navy midship about six or seven minutes left. I mean, you look at a, you look at a game like that, man, and, and, and it's so – that was such a crucial game for both teams. You know, Memphis, you come out there, you win 35-23 – you get 1-0 in the AAC. You open up your conference play 1-0. You're 4-0 going to Louisiana Monroe next week before a road game at Temple. You know, this is the type of game that brings that confidence level for the Tigers. And I saw, and I know a lot of people were booing Brady White. I know it was ugly. But I tell you what, I have to give credit for Brady White. I mean, Brady White came out there, faced the adversity, and so did the whole Tiger team. They faced that adversity, and they said, let's come out here, let's play Tiger football, and let's get this win. And that's exactly what the Tigers did. So it was a very, very, very impressive win for the Memphis Tigers. And I think heading into Louisiana Monroe, looking ahead to next week a little bit, I think if Brady White, you know, this is the same Louisiana Monroe team that lost to Florida State. So it's not a very, very great Louisiana Monroe team. So Brady White can go in there and throw 14 of 16 at 200 yards with three or four touchdowns. Tigers should be coming out of there with at least a four touchdown win there in Monroe, Louisiana. Jake, any closing remarks? All I can say that it is it is basketball in Tennessee now a week, and I could not be happier, along with the rest of the entire Knock um, region. So <laughs> I hear you, man. Well, my closing remarks, as usual, go Tigers. Good win for the Memphis Tigers. Good win for Coach Norvell getting his 30th win of his career. Uh, Memphis Madness next Thursday night. Follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the two Facebook page, The Mitch Davis Show, and the TriStar Takedown. Jake Nichols, tell them where they can find you and all your great work at your high school sports. Of course, your Twitter and all that good stuff. Go follow me at jnichols underscore 2121. Be sure to follow along at your high school sports as well. Uh, got a couple game highlights coming out from this past week. Um, big shout out to Elijah Young, the South Doyle running back. Had a monster game last week that I was able to call four touchdowns for him last week. And huge kickoff return. Uh, watch out for him. 
because he will be coming to Columbia, Missouri, and will be an absolute for uh, for them. But um, just follow me, Jay Nichols two one two one on Twitter. Um, your high school sports, keep up with all that. And man, let's let's get it counting down to basketball season, baby. Let's go. One week, baby. One week till Memphis Madison. I think one week till the Rocky Top tip off as well. Jake Nichols, yeah. thanks so much, man. I will catch you on the flip side. Good luck this week to your volunteer or next week to your volunteers as they face the Georgia Bulldogs. Man, thank you so much. It's been a good one, and I will see you next time. You have been listening to the TriStar Takedown hosted by Jake Nichols and Mitch Davis. You can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at just TriStar Takedown. And also want to give a special thank you to our sponsors, John Mary Realty and also S.Y. Wilson there in the Memphis area. want to thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you all have a great weekend of football.